Thank you for tuning in to episode three of Hey Ama. This episode follows the recent lynching of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Many mothers and fathers have had to have real conversations in the last couple of weeks with their children regarding race and explain why we have to scream Black Lives Matter. In this episode, I share what the conversation looked like in my own household growing up. Enjoy. The talk, as many may know, is often referred to the conversation that parents have with their children about the birds and the bees. But in the Black household, there's one additional conversation that takes place, which envelops in many different forms. The talk shares the reality that in this life, you as a Black person will be treated differently based on the color of your skin for the rest of your life. I've never committed a crime, but I was born into what feels like a life sentence. My mother would always say to me, Ama, you're not white. You think you're like them? Don't compare yourself to them because you will always be black. My parents thought that growing up in the suburbs would provide us protection from the hatred that is foundational to US history, but they quickly realized that nowhere is safe. We never had the talk in our household. My mother never had the conversation with me or my brothers about what to do when we were pulled over by the police. And believe me, your girl has been pulled over multiple times for speeding because I have a lead foot. But nothing was worse than getting pulled over shortly after the Philando Castile murder. My older brother bought a new car and he gave me his old car to drive. If you know anything about my older brother, he loves a good speaker system and nicely tinted windows on all his cars. I was on my way to work and got pulled over and felt so heavy in my body. I didn't even know how I was going to lift my hand to grab my license and registration. I didn't want to make any subtle movements to mistake myself as a threat. The police officer pulled up to my window and I rolled it down. The officer mentioned that the car I was driving was under the name Abdul Muhammad. I said, no, this car is under my brother's name. The officer asked me, are you sure you don't know an Abdul Muhammad? I just said, no. I mean, I've met an Abdul Muhammad before, but he doesn't own this car, so leave me alone. Mind you, I said all this in my head. The officer said, okay, and handed me my license and registration and let me go about my day. I went home after work and I told my mother that I was pulled over earlier that day. And all she said is, Amma, you need to be careful. Be careful in the African household is the talk. Whenever I would leave the house, my mother would always hesitantly say, okay, bye, be careful. Hearing be careful is the African mother's prayer of protection. I believe that it protects you from any circumstance, but it never really named the oppression faced in society. Never named that I would be discriminated against. It never named that the black body that I inhabit would be a threat to others. My brothers would agree that hearing be careful from our mother meant that she wasn't fully familiar with the places we were going and the people we would meet there. But her saying be careful was a way for her to go before us in prayer and prevent and protect us from harm that we would face in this lifetime. While I'm hopeful of my mother's sentiment in her be carefuls, I wonder how many other black mothers said the same thing to their children before they were lynched. Although the talk didn't occur in my household for multiple reasons, 
Um, I believe my my parents growing up often made the division between Black Americans and African very clear to me when I was growing up. It was it was a division that was hurtful and oppressive. It was exactly how our oppressors wanted us to think of our own people. I remember whenever the topic of slavery would come up, my mother would always respond with, I was never asleep. No one in my family was asleep. She would share that her tribe was not a part of the slave trade. The God tribe, the God people were not slaves. Now, she would refer to my father's people being a part of the slave trade. My father is Ashanti. Many slaves did come from the Ashanti tribe. But my mother's denial of any lineage to slavery was, is the issue. The African community can do a better job at supporting our African Americans in this journey. We are not separate in this fight and equally discriminated against. The lynching of George Floyd has reminded me, and I hope reminds everyone in the African community in particular, that this is a conversation that we cannot shy over, sweep under the, the rug, or believe that it only applies to our Black Americans. Our talks with our families and in the communities needs to ring louder, be more prevalent in our homes, and ensure that Africans are not shying away from the same conversations with their children. I mean, I don't, I don't blame my mother. She didn't grow up with these civil rights issues in Ghana as she sees in the US. But the lineage is still there, even in her own blood, even in my blood. I believe my parents understand that if a cop sees the color of our skin, they are not going to stop and ask, which country are you from? They will only see our black bodies our black skin, which is why I presented you this story called The Talk. <laughs>